You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Next one. Okay. Number Next 14. One. Dead dogs and gym teachers. Yeah. Dead dogs and gym teachers. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yeah. This was an interesting episode. Oh, yeah. Another good one. All right. So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. We are continuing our conversation on Freaks and Geeks. We are up to episode 14. Um, that means we only have five more to go. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yes, that's five. I can count still. Uh, Going fast. Surprisingly, I know. <laughs> um, so 14. This one is called Dead Dogs and Gym Teachers. And they continue to just add more twists and relationship builders and all this stuff for uh, all these characters. And you really start to get to feel to know them. And that's what, that's what kind of makes me sad about like once they stop the series only after 18 episodes, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. we're just really getting to know them. I know. You, know, you can't really, really I, I, sometimes I project like what happened to them? Where did each of them go? You know, but it's almost better that way. It's like reading a really good book where it, it actually stops and there aren't 10 sequels. You know, it's satisfying mm-hmm. in that, like it, it shows this portion of their lives very perfectly. So. Oh, by the way, I forgot to introduce you. I think. Hi, Suzanne. Oh, sorry. Hi. <laughs> nice it's, to be here co-hosting the Freaks and Geeks episode. It's us again, Scott and Suzanne. Um, so anyway, yeah, this this is a great a great episode. Uh, do you want to kind of do you remember how this one went, how it started? Um, some of it, yeah. I looked up a few things to, to remind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lindsay and Kim. That I believe they're out at um, doing something at, at night and they're distracted and they're driving and then there's this big like kind of a boom in the car and mm-hmm. they realize that they've run over a dog and it turns out that they find out the next day Millie is usually distraught because her dog from her childhood is if they she found him dead or he's missing or you know but in any case yeah she's I think her, yeah I think neighbor or dad or something found him found the dog yeah. and she can't believe that someone would ru- just run over their dog and 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 ne- just leave him and never you know and, and meanwhile Lindsay knows exactly what happened um now they didn't really know at the time like they didn't stop because I think they didn't really realize what they did right so. You know, it wasn't like they just ignored the fact that they killed somebody's dog. But for her to realize that that's what that noise was from the night before mm-hmm. was her best friend's childhood dog. Mm-hmm. It was just makes her feel so absolutely horrifying. It's almost like I know what you did last summer, you know, where like they have this horrifying secret, her and Kim, um, that they know that they caused all this grief for Millie, who's really going through they have a funeral and kim and Lindsay go to the dog's funeral and they talk about the dog and that you can tell they're so like being eaten up from the inside 
um, with grief over, over having to go through the charade. Um, what was the name of the dog? What was the name of the dog? Mr. Something. What was his name? Wait, that I don't see. It was it was a um, like a mythical character. Is either is like was it? Hercules or something along those lines? Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts now. I just let's pull it up quickly. Goliath. Goliath. Biblical. You got to think biblical, biblical with Millie. <laughs> not mythical. Oh yeah. No doubt. Well, right. That makes sense with with right. her with her her character being. You know, a very straight lace and kind of uh-huh. portray the the Christian background and all that. So right, Goliath, right. definitely. Oh man, and so it was what? a uh, the dog was a Great Dane. Was it okay? Yeah, I remember, okay. they mentioned That's it somewhere in there. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. That's uh, and, a big dog to kill. <laughs> which hence the name Goliath kind of fits, right? Yeah, yeah. I see mm-hmm. where I say where that went, where that came from. Uh, well, so what seems to happen, like in, in reading a little bit about what people say about this episode, somebody said something really cool in that what happens then in the rest of the episode is that Millie kind of becomes Lindsay for that episode. She, because she's all upset about the dog and she's, she's grieving, her, her parents are like letting her do whatever she wants and not getting on her case for anything. So she's kind of rebelling and she changes her clothes and she starts wearing the long baggy jacket like Lindsay. And, you know, she's all getting ready to, to, to party with the, with the freaks, right. uh, which is a weird little turnaround. Yes. Um, and this, this episode, I, they must've really had to go out of their way to get, I'm going to jump over to the soundtrack just real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of this, part of the premise of this whole episode is also going to a Who concert. That's right. That's right. And, That's a big part of the episode. <laughs> and one of the funny parts is when when uh, Joe Flaherty, uh, Lindsay's dad, is like, he wants to listen to the, some of the songs, and they're playing Squeeze Box. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, they're trying to figure out. And he's trying to figure out. He's like, what? What, what is he squeezing? About? What? What are they talking about? This is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, Gene is like, no, it's it's you know, it's just a squeeze box. It's a musical instrument. Yeah, but even Tarsh, even she's like all blushing and laughing. <laughs> the two of them trying to figure out the the lyrics. Yeah. Um. So that that part of that the whole lead up to towards the end of the episode is that he wants you know that she wants to go to the see the who Lindsay, and mm-hmm. then. Somehow Millie gets invited after this whole dog incident, right? So Millie is going to go to the Who concert because, you know, her parents, like you said, are letting her kind of do whatever she wants right now because she's all bummed out about losing her dog. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this episode with the boys, this also jumps over to more another Bill focused episode. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. That, okay. That's right. Now it's the gym teacher part is coming back to me. Yeah. 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 yeah this was an interesting twist. Mr. Fredericks. Mr. Fredericks. So Bill goes. He's he's at home and he's watching Larry like Larry Sanders do stand up, which was a pretty funny scene where he's watching the comedian just they're just showing him laughing over and over again. And Bill with his, you know, goofy facial expressions or whatever. Um, his mom comes home and says, so um, 
I want to talk to you about somebody that I'm dating. You know who he is, and it's Mr. Fredericks, your gym teacher. And Bill is like, no, you cannot yeah, do this. Anybody this is... but him. <laughs> and he's completely, <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of uh, episodes back, he was giving the same gym teacher prank phone calls and calling him like a turd and all mm-hmm. these disgusting scatological things. Yeah. So yeah. this is quite a slap in the face to Bill. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he's like just freaking out over it. And and so, and by the way, he's coming to dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and you can see when when uh, when Mr. Fredericks gets there, he, uh, Coach Fredericks, you know, they're sitting there having dinner and um, and he's trying to, you know, spark a conversation with Bill. And uh, and he's like, what's your favorite movie or something like that? And he's like, Stripes. Bill Murray is hilarious or whatever. And and Coach Frederick's like, nah, he's an idiot or something like that. So he uh, didn't get uh, off on the best foot. Nah, you don't say right that away. to Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they have this conflict now with Bill being all, you know, bent out of shape about his mom dating Coach Fredericks. Right, who's now hanging around his house all the time. Right, and there's a really awkward scene later in the show where they where, where Bill is sitting at the table, you know, in the morning. He's sitting at the table having cereal. Mm-hmm. And out of the bedrooms, bedroom comes Mr. Fredericks in his in his t-shirt and boxers. In his boxers. And there's like no words spoken. You know, it's just it's just weird. He comes out and grabs a cup of coffee. How awkward can you get? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Please, can the world can the floor open up and swallow me into a big hole? There's yeah. no getting away from how uncomfortable this situation has become. Yep, yep, yep. So, I think Frederick's going to put on a pair of sweatpants or something. Something, I know. And he, like his hair is all disheveled. He's the house in his yeah. underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, good morning, Bill. I just, you know. Yeah. I was just with your mom. Just doing it with your hot and single mom. Yeah, yeah, just threw one in back there, so uh, you know. Get used to it. <laughs> Enjoy your cereal. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's very uncomfortable. I I'm <laughs> so glad I never had to experience that moment. Yeah, geez. that's a rough one. And you know what happens all the time. You know, suddenly you wake up and the guy that you're, you know, parents have been seeing, I'll suddenly come walking out of the bedroom in the morning I guess guess it's got to happen at some point I don't know I don't my parents stayed no. together I didn't have those moments either I had other awkward moments believe me but didn't have to do that one but I did hear you know I have heard weird things from people that confused uh-huh. me on of this nature you know stuff like right somebody who told me that you know I was like well who's that guy on the couch with your mom and she's like my friend was like oh it's, it's my uncle your uncle who <laughs> I don't know his name this wait, week wait it's Uncle minute. Tom. Yeah. Next week you it's don't un- know his Uncle name? Brad. Your uncle's name. <laughs> okay. Later I understood what that meant. <laughs> yeah. Boy, she's really close with her uncle, isn't she? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah. It was weird. 
but at least not my that was not my problem i had my yeah. own problems but yeah no i was i was very fortunate in that area too my my parents didn't split up till i was 16 so it's kind of i mean it wasn't great but you know it was one of those things that you kind of i think at that age are willing to accept just because of the uh the norm normalcy that it was given by this time in the you know around 80 82 84 whatever okay. you know everybody's parents a lot of people's parents got divorced it was not unusual but anyway um so uh let's see where should we go from here we'll jump back over to to uh concert the well yeah well Lindsay and and Lindsay and Kim befriending Millie or bringing her into the you know the freak circle and and mm-hmm. the scene Millie where getting all brazen and deciding she was going to be freaky oh yeah and she even tells her mom off at one point right before like before the concert oh we also have to don't we can't forget about Nick this is the one where Nick is really starting to play guitar and he writes a song for no, that isn't this episode. Yes, it is. Oh my god. Because <laughs> right, so that's I, another top three moment. I know. <laughs> so he's he's at this is earlier in the episode. He's at lunch with Ken and Daniel, I think, and he starts playing this song and he starts singing a song he wrote called Lady L. You know, and it's <laughs> obvious about Lindsay. <laughs> he goes. He has all these great lyrics. And then he goes into this falsetto thing at the end, which was really funny. Lady L, Lady L, and 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 <laughs> and Ken is like totally taken back. He's like, dude, that was horrendous, or something, you know, just really bad. <laughs> and so we jump back forward. I know I jump around a lot. I apologize to the scene where they're getting ready to go to this Who concert, and somebody like got a bus, and they're calling it the Magic Bus, and Millie's there, and. And, and, you know, Nick is there and Lindsay and, and Nick is about to sing to Lindsay this song that he wrote. And this is where Ken saves his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Big time. So Nick is about to sing this song that he wrote for Lindsay and Ken. It's so fitting that it's the who too, because, you know, Pete Townsend always used to do this so ken to save nick's ass from embarrassing himself too much walks up Mm. grabs nick's guitar and goes out in the street and just starts smashing it to pieces and he's like pete townsend yeah or something like that (laughs) because you know that was what what pete townsend you know that's what the who did back in the day they would destroy their destroy their gear at the end of the show and um and so it was just like the perfect moment of representing the who and, and saving Nick from total uh, embarrassment. Uh, this song and, and was Lindsay just too. like so atrocious. Just oh, like the bad. worst parody of like, uh, like a sticks love song or something. It was <laughs> so, so bad. It was really, really bad. And uh, Ken saved the day. Cause that was you, like, before knowing what would happen, like as you watch the show for the first time and you see Nick starting to go down that road, you're like, oh, no, 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 dude, don't no. do it. 
Asmodeus no. broke up with him because no. he's too clingy, and now he's going yeah. to sing this terrible tribute to her. This is a bad <laughs> idea, my friend. Bad idea. And then Ken just comes in and rescues the day, and it was it was a really funny moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to give Ken a lot of credit for not letting his friend crash and burn. Right, and finding you know? a way to do it that was kind of appropriate for the moment. Yeah, yeah. and it and it fit well. So, mm. um. I can't remember how they actually wrapped up the whole dog thing other than Millie wanting to go to the concert and they kind of brought her in. Uh, I think, I think, think oh, no, the end they, they, they actually confessed. They? Yeah, they confessed. I think it was yeah, Kim. Somehow, I think Lindsay, Kim actually, somehow Millie forgave them. I, I, I don't really remember the dynamic. Yeah, I think it was Kim that said it. Oh, or really? was it Lindsay? Maybe it was Lindsay. I I can't remember now. It's been too long since I watched that part of the mm. that episode. Anyway, um and then by the time they finally confessed to it, Millie was like numb, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, whatever. It's it's too late now. We'll bring him back or something like that. Where yeah. um I think as they're sitting there waiting to get into the bus, she Millie finally is like, "Give me a beer." Yeah. <laughs> and takes a bottle of beer, except she has this moment where, like, she's trying to open it and she can't. And she's just, you know, like, suddenly she's become this tough girl, but she can't even get the, doesn't even know how to open the beer bottle. She's just like, will you do this for me? And she just, like, hands it over to one of the guys or something. It's just, yeah. it, it was just a moment that kind of betrays the fact that she's not quite there yet as a freak. <laughs> right. I think it was funny right. also that, that Nick's dealer was the one that was kind of, taking her under his wing too. the one oh. with the kind of funny funny blonde hair it was kind of a mop yeah, like top kind of carrot top looking guy yeah yeah he was kind of he was kind of like he seemed like he would be interested in millie or something like that they were millie kind of going the down the road yeah yeah millie <laughs> and the dealer <laughs> um which they had a funny interaction in the last episode too choking and token a real quick little moment between those two, Millie and I don't know what his name is, the dealer. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, Nick was given giving him crap about not having any and holding out on him or something like that. And at Nick walks away, and Millie's kind of off to the side, and and the dealer, he's like, "The customer's king, the customer's king, the customer's king." He's telling, he's giving <laughs> himself a little little pep talk, you know. Mm. And he looks over and he sees Millie just staring at him. He's like, "What?" She goes, you know what? <laughs> and that ends up being the same person that's kind of, you know, liking her in this episode. Anyway. Right, that's right. Not she that t- they didn't chastises really... and makes him feel guilty or something. Right, though. yeah. It never really went anywhere. They didn't lead down that road, which I'm kind of glad that they brought Millie back around to being the innocent. Uh, yeah, well, they need kinda... somebody in that role. Yeah, they need the straight the straight person. Um, So... This episode has some. Are are you a fan of the Who at all? Um, uh, to a degree, my okay. husband is much more a fan, but I'm so, somewhat. So you you appreciate and respect the the level of success yes. that they've had over the years and stuff. I get that. Okay. Yes. But you're not like you, you you don't really listen to a lot of their music, but you you've heard a lot of the songs and you know a lot. Yeah, of and they songs, were around right? a lot in the eighties. Oh, they were huge. Huge. Yeah, and in fact, uh, somebody posted a link to the first like two and a half hours ever of MTV, and I think that was um, 
It was uh, a who you better you better you bet. Uh, over like and over the, and over again, yeah. Yeah, that was like the third video ever played on MTV. Oh, really? It was third. Hmm, interesting. Yes. I yeah, remember that seeing that a lot. <laughs> it was a good song. And uh, so this this soundtrack on this episode is all like almost all the Who. There are two, four, six, seven songs by the Who. That must have been an expensive episode. I know. That's what I was thinking too. Like they did, and they're not. Uh, a couple of them are pretty popular songs. A couple of them are, you know, kind of more obscure. I'm free was one. Yes. Okay. I'm Good one, song. which I I can't remember which one that is. I'm one. Hmm. Uh, Doesn't sound Bo- as familiar. Boris the Spider, which is an obscure one, but well known within the Hugh Who fans, right? Uh, Love Rain Over or Me, which is a yeah, it's a big that song. That was a big, that was a huge one. Squeeze Box was pretty big too. Yeah. And then Everybody going knows that song. Going Mobile, I knew that one pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Drowned, I don't know that I, unless I hear it, I might might recognize it. Drowned, do you know that one? Not really. Yeah, and then um. <laughs> So they list the other songs. A couple others is uh, Michael Roll the Boat Ashore, <laughs> performed <laughs> okay. by performed by by Jason Segel when he's uh, and and James Franco and Seth Rogen. I mean, yeah, Seth Rogen as they're in the lunch room right before he sings "L Lady L," which is the next song that's mentioned. "Lady L," written, Lady L. written and performed by Jason Segel. <laughs> uh, and then a great, great song that falls into the yacht rock category that we've talked about before, "Summer Breeze" by Seals and Croft. Love that song. Yes, it's it it's very it, prominent song in the seventies. Absolutely. So, um, anyway, that kind of wraps up that episode. You wanna? Are we good to go on that one? We think we can wrap that yeah, one up. Yeah, I'm satisfied. You got satisfied. anything else to add? <laughs> I'm satisfied. Anything else to add at all? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of the points there. Okay, cool. Well, the next, uh, the next one is going to be fun too. It's called Noshing and Moshing, episode fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's sign off. Thank you everybody again for listening, and um, please leave reviews on any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, if you want to talk to us or reach out to us, go on. Facebook or Twitter and look up Bonsai Retro Club. You can find uh, me. I'm 80s Auto Reverse on Twitter and Suzanne is at Suze Mataboni on Twitter. And then you have Dave who handles Bonsai and Rose who handles her own account of 80s Music Girl. So if you want to reach out to us or you can email us to McFly at Bonsai Retro Club. Uh, anything you want to bring up topics wise and stuff we want to talk about it should be, you know, we can we can address that. So, uh, that, I think that's about it. So you have a great rest of your evening, Suzanne, and we'll talk next time and be excellent to each other. What's the other one? Oh, and have a good, whatever. (laughs) Party (laughs) on dude. (laughs) Party on. Yeah.
This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, then you said? Hey, Bonsai! 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 Bonsai!